As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Welcome to the Andy Staples Show presented by Sling. It's another college football playoff ranking reaction. We will learn the rankings as you do. Uh, we are watching the reveal right now. I'm here with Ari Wasserman, and we're going to try to figure out what it all means going into a jam-packed rivalry week. Are you are you pumped, Ari, for this second screen experience that we're giving the viewers? Yes, yes. Uh, uh, who am I, Peyton or Eli? You're definitely Eli. Yeah, no, because Peyton's the goat, and Eli's like his little brother. That's kind of Tom. Tom Brady's the goat. But the thing is, like, Eli has two Super Bowl rings. No, I know. Uh, but you have, like, five. So, you know, it's okay. No, Peyton has two. Like, they have an equal number. Yeah. I mean, if you want, I'm not going to get into a debate about who the GOAT is between those two. Everybody knows who it is. Cooper. Absolutely. Cooper. Um, okay. He's so I feel like, a game show now. I feel like every year there's an intersection between uh, – Wow, I cannot wait to watch this show tonight because I can't wait to see what the committee does. So it gives us insight potentially and in what they might do <laughs> to we already know what's up. Just release the rankings and we'll talk about it. Like, yeah, we know the scenarios, I think. Right. Regardless I, of what we see tonight. Do we know? I don't think it. Right. I don't know that anything we see tonight matters unless there's something just completely out of left field. But what TCU I'm expect- number one, all of a sudden. <laughs> right. What, what I'm <laughs> expecting is is Georgia one. Ohio State 2, Michigan 3, TCU 4, USC 5, LSU 6. Does that sound about right? That sounds exactly the way that I would do it. Yes. And that is and and those are the teams that have a chance. And LSU's only chance is beating Georgia. Right. And it's kind of just like All right, we'll, we'll catch you guys on the pick show. Like I mean like I, it's <laughs> exactly. Just, no, but there's a, there's a lot to to see at the bottom half in terms of, you know, potential quality wins like with the Pac-12 like what do they do to UCLA things mm-hmm. like that that I think will help give oh. us context but you know who I you didn't know. mention is Clemson Clemson yeah Clemson is Clemson. all of a sudden alive Clemson's gonna be number seven right is that what we think is it by default I'm not sure who else would be there Alabama I think put Alabama ahead of Clemson that's I that. think they would put Alabama ahead okay <laughs> That is just, it, it is just for my own sick, twisted mind. It would just be funny. Um, yeah, 
I think that Clemson has to be ahead of Alabama because at least Clemson's technically alive, right? Unless you believe that Alabama's technically alive. Who do you think would win that game? Alabama. Then put Alabama ahead of them. Yeah, I guess it should be that simple, right? Yeah, which is which is why I think if Ohio State loses the Michigan game, they are in over Clemson. I don't I don't think they'd yeah. be in over USC. So you think that Clemson's going to hop Bama then? Uh, I, I think probably because they'll be like by default we have to put Clemson here because they're like but but I'm talking about that that's if TCU loses and USC loses. Yeah, well, I mean the the question here is. Is there a scenario with the way that the game's played out on Saturday where USC does not control its own destiny in your mind? No. I think USC at this point, because Tennessee lost and they're out, USC controls. And there's no way in your mind that they could be left out in favor of the loser of the Michigan-Ohio State game? I don't think so, even if it's Ohio State. Because unlike the Ohio State-Clemson comparison, you'd have both of them beating Notre Dame. You'd have USC with more quality wins than Clemson would have, I think. Maybe, well, here's maybe that's, the thing: that's why we, we were, need to look at the bottom of this, the bottom of this ranking. Because your your thing was that USC, if it's a one loss conference champion, would not get in over Tennessee, over Tennessee. as a one loss team. Right. So if Ohio State is the team that loses that game and TCU runs the table, mm-hmm. then you have a debate, a head to head debate between one loss Ohio State and uh conference champion so Ohio, USC. Ohio with one State's loss. best win would be Penn State and its second best one would be Notre Dame. Because I, I think, feel like you have to have that same energy, right? Like who do you think would win in a game, Ohio State or USC? I, well, I, I would I would probably pick Ohio State in that case. So then in your mind, then how come the debate has changed? Because you I were all commi- about because Tennessee. The, because the committee loves a win against Alabama. Yeah, I mean, and, and I buy that. I buy and, that. And, and, so, and, it's not, and it's not going to love these win- like Ohio State's wins as much when compared to what USC has because USC will also have the Notre Dame win if, if that plays out that way. And they will have the UCLA win. They'll have whatever the Pac-12 championship game is, probably Oregon. And Oregon's going to hop into the top 10 again. Right. But... I'm glad you brought that up, though, because I do want to see what does this look like? Because the Iowa win for Ohio State is suddenly going to be better. Now, that's obviously a win for Michigan, too. So if if Michigan's the loser of that game, we got to think about that, too. What a world. What yeah. a world we're living in. Unbelievable, right? Yeah, Iowa's a quality win all of a sudden. But yeah, Iowa, no, I mean, Iowa think, could think jump about, into the top 25 by the end of next week, right? Think about when Notre Dame lost to Stanford. If I had told you that we were talking about wins against Notre Dame and Iowa as really quality wins yeah. in this season, you would have thought it was insane. Yeah, the thing that's so interesting, too, is that the, the committee ranks these teams. And I think the realistic way to view it is that the teams that are outside of the top 25 are all bad. So even though Notre Dame was bad in our mind in comparison to what they were supposed to be, they're still much better than Team 31 or 34. Like they're probably aptly correct, uh, correctly ranked. So, like it's to me, I look at the Notre Dame win and go, "Ah, oh, that's not really that good of a win." But like the committee has looked over They've teams that are outside decided of the top twenty-five. This number of twenty, exactly. It, and it, but they know more about the teams me. that are between thirty-five and forty-five than we do. But that's in that's terms of their stats mind, and who they played and all I that. I wouldn't mind seeing this like the college basketball one with the quadrant one and quadrant two. Like, like you make quadrant one the top thirty. In, in your power ranking and, and quadrant two, the top 60. And then tell yeah. me how many quadrant one and quadrant two wins a team has like that would mean more to me than we've we've established this arbitrary cutoff at, at 25 because it's stupid. What if a team beat 28, 29 and 30 
and team one has one more top 25 win against 18, you right. would probably still take wins 26, 27, and it's, 28 over 18, right? Right, right. And 18 to 28 is not as big of a gap as, say, 8 to 18. You could probably make the case that they're indistinguishable. Right. There are games where the number 27 team would be a two-point favorite at home against the number 16 team. Correct. Correct. So, so yeah, I, it, I it would is. like to see that. I don't think they'll ever do that, but I'd love to see that. That's what I did when I did the blind resume thing a few weeks ago. Yeah. I think I used the Sagarin rankings. All right, we got rankings. 25 Louisville, 24 Cincinnati, 23 Texas, 22 UCF, and 21 Oregon State. So potential quality win for the Ducks coming up. But if the Ducks win that game, do they knock them out of it? Yeah, that's always the weirdest thing about it, too. It's like you're, you get a quality win, and then it's no longer quality because you beat them. Yeah, exactly. So uh, is it quality or not? <laughs> yeah, it's like when they're on the – it's like I feel like when you're between 25 and 21, it's like you're just hanging on by a thread. Right. Um, but Louisville might be an interesting case now for Clemson if they're trying to like, – Right, being in the they, top have, 25. they have a, a win that Clemson was a beat, dominant win against them. They beat the crap Cunningham out of Louisville. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that might help you know, add Clemson uh, fire or momentum going into the end of this this thing here. And that strikes me as Clemson hopping Bama probably, right? I would think so. I mean, that, that's how you that's how you. And does the committee change it. the way that they view Alabama because of what happened to Tennessee? Maybe. Or is it just Bama? But, but, it's but just should a that constant. change? Should I also change the way you view LSU? I mean, I've actually been down on LSU all year. Like, I don't think that they're. LSU is imperfect. Like, they're going to be much better. All right. Number 20, Ole Miss. Number 19, Tulane. Number 18, UCLA. That's not a big drop. They're not dropping out. Number 17, North Carolina after losing to Georgia Tech. Number 16, up three spots, Florida State. That's a Clemson win as well. Yeah, Clemson might have three quality wins by the time this is all over I don't think Florida State's dropping out even if they lose to Florida. They're going to be in the top 25 either way. And then North Carolina's probably... In pretty good shape, too, right? Yeah. Okay, let's say Florida State beats Florida on Friday. That's a 9-3 and three team that we're talking about in the top 15. So, Yeah, Clemson's suddenly, probably winning today, right? That's, this is helpful. This is very helpful for Clemson. I would Clemson. be stunned if Clemson was behind Bama, or behind Bama when they release the top end of this poll. We know they love Bama. We know they love the advanced stats that favor Bama. Well, if Bama is ahead of Clemson, that is just the Andy explanation right there. Who do you think nope. would win? Do yep. it. No, notice we haven't seen Notre Dame yet either. Yeah, Notre Dame up to Here 15. They come. 15 at Notre Dame, Utah at 14, Washington at 13, K-State at 12, Penn State at 11. So Penn State there for, Michi- for Michigan and Ohio State. <laughs> Iowa not in there. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Does Iowa Is Iowa in there? They will they be in there Nebraska. if they play in the Big Ten championship game. Yeah. So if they beat Nebraska on Friday, they're going to be in there. So that's a, that's a quality win for whoever loses the, the game because they both played them. Do you get double the wins if you beat the same team twice? I don't know how, how that does that counts. work. I don't know how that works. I, I think I think that is up for debate. I think that's probably up there in the same conversation as does avenging a loss actually matter? Yeah, it's kind yes. of the same thing. Yes, Ralph Russo, our, our friend from the Associated Press, very offended at your notion that avenging a loss erases the loss. I mean, I did the committee thing. You did the committee thing. There's people arguing. If I were in the committee room, I would be arguing, why do you care about that loss? They just Ralph, proved they're better Ralph than Ralph was in the same mock selection as me. So and we, you, wouldn't that be something that you would say yeah. at the end of the road? Like, oh, their one loss is to a team they just beat the crap out of again. So that loss doesn't sure, matter to me it's, anymore. It's the Clemson 2020. 
They lost that yeah. Notre Dame. I don't know why he was so Notre offended Dame by the that. ACC championship it's game. Pretty simple thought process. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but no, yeah, no Iowa in the top 25 at this point actually kind of surprises me. But I, I do think that if they so beat the only interesting on Friday, thing right. with Iowa getting in would to be to help the loser of the Ohio State Michigan game if the loser is Michigan. Correct. And and look, the winner of that game is is number one if they go on and win the Big Ten title, and then LSU beats Georgia. So. Like that's really Georgia losing is the only thing that would bump them up, bump the winner of that game up to the number one. Otherwise, the, the winner of that game is going to be number two. Do you think there's anything that Ohio State or Michigan could do to overtake Georgia without a loss? If Ohio State were to beat Michigan by thirty and then dominate the Big Ten championship game, and Georgia struggles with LSU, I could see them flip flopping them. Yeah. Okay. Tennessee number ten. Tennessee number ten. All right. That's five spot drop. I'm actually a little surprised they didn't drop more. Yeah, and like the thing too, does the committee, I know that like quality wins are important, but there Mm -hmm. is a weighted system too, where if you beat a top 10 team, they still view that differently than if you beat the 17th best team. Right, but that LSU win is helping Tennessee a lot too. Right. It's doing a lot of work. That's what I'm saying. Like there's a lot of, if you have a top 10 win, that's a metric that they, that they uh, put to the side so that you can see top 10 wins. Right, right. Well, they're doing a lot of talking about number nine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so the I'm at the edge of my uh, at the edge of my seat here. Yeah, this one it, we still haven't seen a team that could get into the playoff yet. We have not. We have not. They we're, we're not, and I don't know that we're going to see one in the next spot either, unless it's Clemson. Okay, it's Oregon, Oregon nine, which is not getting in. Yep, and but that's a nice little jump for it's USC. A very helpful thing for USC, although, and we'll talk about this on the pick show later. Oregon is only a three-point favorite against Oregon State this weekend. That yeah. is not an easy game. Do not right. assume Oregon will win on Saturday. No, I'm not. <laughs> they got to fill it, up the half hour here, man. I just, we, uh, we do, we do. That's the, it is. The, I do feel bad for Reese and and Joey and and Kirk and company because it is a lot to fill. Greg, I guess Greg McElroy's on this one too. Yeah, uh, there 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 is a lot to fill with not a lot of meat on the bone. Yeah, I mean, when you start getting to this part of the uh, year, especially, it's like everybody just wants to know how we're we're looking for the actual. Clemson's behind Bama. All right, Clemson number eight. They still love Bama, baby. Okay. Crazy. Well, all right, this adds fuel to my belief that if Ohio State loses to Michigan, and, and you reminded me that I should feel this way about Ohio State too. Would they just say they think Ohio State? But is I understand if you don't view it the same way because the Alabama win I, does right. matter. Yeah, because because they're so gaga over the Alabama win. Yeah. Though, look, what's the te- what's the Penn State win going to be at this point for for whichever one we're talking about? It's going to be pretty nice. Yeah, I, I mean, the only two games that they will have lost at the end of the year, unless unless they lay an egg, would be Ohio State and Michigan. So exactly, um, a very good team who lost the two better teams in the conference. Yeah. Although but I, no matter I, what you do, I don't care what kind of verbal or social gymnastics you do, you will never be able to to make a Penn State win look the way a quality SEC game is. You can't do it. It's not true. That is that is like, true. Tennessee's win over LSU, even though both LSU and and Penn State, I think you can make the case aren't that that different. Well, I was going to say the, the LSU that Penn that the Tennessee beat. Is not the it's LSU no team better than play, the Penn out. State team Absolutely that we're not. talking it, about, but exactly. the LSU win weighs more. And 
Not and better I think that's than, what people get upset about, though. Yeah, when there's people Bama, get mad. Yeah, there's Bama at seven. Uh, well, okay, here's another one. Florida State beat LSU. Clemson beat Florida State. Yeah. Like, I, I'm not using the transitive property on that. I'm just telling you, Florida State's a quality win. Yeah, and it's just like do you, the the thought process is, do you believe that LSU has gone over some sort of uh, physical transformation in the last six weeks that has changed them into a top five team rather than the team that we saw against Florida State and the team, the team that we saw not even be competitive uh, against Tennessee? So like that, there are, you know what I will say too, Andy, there are a lot of blowouts this year yes. with these teams. A lot yes. of these teams have been blown out. This is unusual. We don't usually the the teams that are in the mix. We only usually see like one blowout. Yeah, and I feel like we've seen quite a few more this year. Yeah, yeah. It's it's kind of strange because I've always been like, if you've been blown out, then you are disqualified. Like you can't be blown out. And it's like Clemson's been blown out, and here we are talking about it. We'll be right back after this message from one of our lovely sponsors. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone. Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. We, we got people in, in the chat on YouTube, you know, trying to suggest that maybe Alabama's going to Alabama's not going to get in. But they Can love I Alabama. Say <laughs> something nuts as a preview to the pick show. Go for it. Auburn has a small percent chance to win. Maybe my Auburn's voice is a high. Three, Auburn's a three touchdown underdog. I know, but doesn't this like Cadillac Williams thing make Hammer, you feel like Auburn and the points? <laughs> Do you think this is going to be a good game? I, I think it'll be a more competitive game than a three touchdown game. I like when I saw that I auto picked Auburn. Right. Right. I don't know that I'd money line Auburn, but I, I will no, tell you 21 and a half or whatever it is. Yeah. 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 As, as we record this, uh, the editors are working up an Auburn story. I talked to Cadillac Williams earlier today. I will tell you right now, I was ready to run he through fired a wall up. when I was done. Good God. That man is inspirational. Maybe, like, he, maybe he'll get the job. It's, it's amazing. He, so he did not want to be a head coach when he started coaching. And remember, he started coaching at Henderson State in 2015. And I, I asked him, you know, did you have you always imagined how you'd be as a head coach? He's like, no. He's like, when I got into this, I wanted to coach ball, go home to my family, and live a simple life. Like he's like, I'd been in the spotlight plenty. But I think these last few weeks have shown him like he's probably really good. Are you at writing this. that he's the perfect interim coach for what Auburn needs? Oh, well, not, I mean, we know that. George is number one, by the way. <laughs> Big surprise. Uh, no, we know he's the perfect interim coach. I'm, I'm writing that he's not going to get the job, but he's done more for Auburn in four weeks than a lot of head coaches did, have done for their schools in several years on the job. Yeah. Like, it, it, 
It, Ohio it, it State is too. Important. Ohio State is two. All right, nothing shocking here. And I think we know who number three is going to be too, right? Let's see that block M. No, let's not see that block M. You're Illinois. not going to see anything. <laughs> Can you imagine? They're like, we just, we just thought they got. It would be in interesting <laughs> if, if like, there's yeah, Michigan. What are they going to do? You can't move anybody around after last week. It was grab ass Saturday. I didn't know that. It was grab ass Saturday. Oh, it's funnier every time you say. I'm it. gonna get on. I'm gonna get on the the teleconference after this and be like, "Hey, do you guys take into account grab ass Saturday and how does that impact <laughs> yes, your evaluation? Yes. How, how do you handle grab ass when it happens? <laughs> do, do you actually do they? Do you have a group text where you identify grab ass? Because we do. We do <laughs> <laughs> grab ass on channel eleven. <laughs> All right. So there's your top four right now: Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, TCU. Yeah. Two of those teams play each other this weekend. Yeah, LSU five. LSU five. They have see, they have set it up for the first two loss team to make the playoff if LSU beats Georgia and USC at number six. So what's the disaster scenario for the disaster scenario? Because we've been saying USC controls their own destiny. Mm-hmm. But the disaster scenario is if LSU beats Georgia by one and TCU wins out, right? Correct. Correct. They, USC would be out. So then I guess they don't really control their own destiny fully not really but i'm not no one thinks that's gonna happen i am not confident in lsu against georgia like of all the teams that that lsu would be a good matchup for like georgia's the opposite of that i just wanted to 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 make the case because i don't think people realize this and i didn't really put the math together myself till i saw the bracket there that there is a path for a one loss conference champion usc to not get in there is and and you just you just described it because i don't i don't think clemson jumps them now the other path would be the 11 and one ohio state and the committee goes we just think they're better but i'm 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 not sure without a an alabama-esque win no ohio state would have a michigan win which would be really really good michigan might wind up ranked higher than alabama when all said and done if they play a competitive game i think a one loss ohio non-big 10 champ ohio state is a very interesting case study of what you have been talking about which is Will the committee follow the protocol and well care about conference champions and quality wins, or will they just put the team in that they think is better? Let's let's go to my my tiebreaker scenario, the kidnap the coach scenario. If you kidnap Kirby Smart and dosed him, and you With said, would you, <laughs> exactly, would you rather play <laughs> a twelve and one Pac twelve champ USC or an eleven and one Ohio State that lost to Michigan and Columbus? He's he's going to say, give me the Trojans. And I'm going to say, is there any the part of you that could talk yourself into thinking that with Caleb Williams and this Heisman push that he's on, Jordan Addison and all those weapons offensively, that there is a, a Kirby Smart would be you, dreaming of scoring 80 on that team. So there's no thought in your mind that USC could be better than Ohio State. Oh, no. They, there's a scenario where those two could play and USC could win. Ohio State's not a perfect team by any stretch. Right. So, but. But Kirby if you Smart ask me would which, rather play yeah, against the defense yeah, that yeah. opens like the Red Sea. Yeah. If you if you ask me which team I thought would have well, a better chance, well, could you imagine Ohio State's Georgia's offense State. going against that defense? Oh, good lord! Oh my god! <laughs> like Marvin Harrison and throw Jackson Smith and Jigba healthy into that one. Oh, it'd be when you think about how many receivers were wide open in that game. I, I don't know. It's just yeah. So. So we are waiting to hear what Boo Corrigan has to say, the chair of the committee, the NC State athletic director. Big fan of the Boo Corrigan vibes. He does he's look my, like a guy you'd like to have a beer with. He's my favorite committee chair so far. 
Yeah, he doesn't he doesn't seem as nervous as some of the other ones, and he, and he was. He said he was like he was like nervous about it. Yeah, he he told he told us that he was like really really nervous about going onto ESPN and because it's it's it is like when you really start to break down all this stuff. Very heady. Like there's a lot going on. That's an impossible them. situation that person's yeah. in because they have to defend a, a like a, a, a opinion formed out of 13 different opinions. How's this for a pay per view? Also, show? may not be their opinion. Boo Corrigan live on pay per view, spilling the tea. I'd I'd love it. I would <laughs> every, love every Tuesday. To yeah, this hear. jackass over here thought that Clemson should be number four. How exactly. am I supposed to? How am I supposed to live with this? <laughs> so we we're going to talk about TCU. The strength of record stat is something we've talked about quite a bit yes. on this particular show through the weeks that they've been revealing the rankings. And that is, how would the average top 25 team fare against your schedule? Like, what, how impressive is it that you've, that you've accumulated the record you have right now? So, number one in strength of record right now is TCU. Continued. It stayed that way. It was it one is, going into last yeah, week. It has yeah. stayed that way. Now, TCU has the 35th hardest strength of schedule, which actually is better than the other teams that they're they're up against in the top we, four. We should explain what strength of record means. I did. How the average top 25 team would fare against would your fare, schedule. But how is that calculated? It's a lot of math. You should do it for everybody on a whiteboard. No. That should be a bet. You do it. Hey, if you get the USC wrong, game wrong, we gotta you gotta get up on, <laughs> and you've got to calculate by hand the SPI strength of and record. ESPN. Good luck with that. <laughs> yeah, um, but, but it's just it's an average of what they think the other twenty five teams would do in the same scenario. Or, or yes, and and it's saying this is the most impressive record that someone has accumulated to this point. And uh, so let's let, let's go through that right now as as Boo Corrigan steps up with Reese Davis. But TCU's number one, Georgia number two. Ohio State, number three, Michigan, four. There's Alabama at number five. Clemson is number six, though. How about that? Yeah, because They're, you get credits for wins. Like, that's yeah. the way it works. If exactly. you go undefeated, I think your strength of record is probably automatically top four if but you're Clemson's undefeated. Lost, right, but Clemson's lost one. and so No, they, I know, but yeah. the thing that's deceiving about the strength of record stat is that TCU has the number one strength of record. But what people are arguing about is how hard their schedule was because their right. strength of record is the rate. The reason why they're number one is because they're only one of four teams that hasn't lost. Yet. Right, right. And I've been arguing that the fact that they're undefeated against this particular schedule, especially as deep as the Big 12 is this year, is really impressive and something we should take into account. But do, do group of five teams that are undefeated have like a what is their like? I, I, w I wish I could go back and look like what Cincinnati's strength of record was going into the playoff last year. Hold on. I can tell you. Yeah, tell me. I don't well, I, I don't know if I can tell you going into the playoff. It finished at number six. Okay. So it was probably higher before they played Alabama. Yeah, okay. So I was like wondering if you have a really, really bad strength of schedule and then you go undefeated through a bad strength of schedule if that plays out in the math. But I Cincinnati, think basically, Cincinnati's strength of schedule was 54. And yeah, I think basically what it's saying is that it's really hard to go undefeated. Yes, yes. Which, which we true, all know. Which, yeah. which we've known for quite some time. So... But the Clemson thing with their strength of record being higher suggests to me that that the stuff the committee looks at, that the committee respects, maybe they respect Clemson a little more than we thought. I don't know. I, well, I, them being well, behind Alabama is, doesn't tell us anything. All this Clemson talk is, is, oh, my God, chaos happened. We don't know what to do. Who should we put in? Oh, we'll just put, put Clemson in. Yeah, Clemson's 12-1. and one. They're the ACC yeah, champ. Yeah, yeah, we'll just throw them in. You know, so I think that Clemson's kind of just uh, – um, 
waiting behind the tree like that that meme. <laughs> Like that guy Rub- rubbing that Spi- his hands. Is that Spice yeah. Adams? The, the I don't really know what the the, ori- the original. I have no idea what that picture was actually supposed to be, but um, yeah, very funny. So USC still sitting there. I the more I think about it, the more I, I think I'm starting to think USC does need Ohio State to win this weekend. Yeah, now you got it in US, my head. You're if you're a USC head. fan, you're absolutely yeah. rooting for Ohio State because you don't want any committee grab ass. Because <laughs> exactly. there's 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 journalism grab ass. There's committee grab ass. Grab ass isn't just football. Is is journalism grab ass the uh, the the guy saying that Lane Kiffin's leaving Ole Miss for Auburn? He hasn't been offered the job, but he's leaving. Story to come, and then Lane comes back and's like. Think, yeah, me. yeah, journalism grab asses when you have three conflicting st- sentences when your first three sentences of the thing that you wrote. Well, the thing is, Lane Kiffin may ultimately leave Ole Miss for Auburn, but the way it's it not was, happening yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And if it does happen, maybe he'll say he was right. But the way that the the little release that he put out was was pretty. I was laughing at it because it was just like. What is it, man? I I don't want to. I know people that that'd be. A, I've also reported something that the athletic director, uh, right, came out the and next you, day. And you and were one hundred percent correct. Yeah, that Ryan Day was going to take over for Urban Meyer, and guess what? But it was a very uncomfortable position to be in when you report something and the person of most authority on that thing comes out and says that's not true. Yeah. Well, the thing about this one is nobody officially offers a job until they've decided who they're going to hire when they're going to hire them. So like if Auburn hires Lane Kiffin, he will not officially be offered the job until sometime after the egg bowl. So even if the parameters have been set up with Jimmy Sexton already, nothing's going to happen until after the egg bowl. I guess, well, we've, we've seen this happen before. Jimbo Fisher thought he was going to coach against Louisiana Monroe in that, that makeup game for Florida state. And then they're like, no, no, you, you just go ahead and go to Texas A&M please. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is kind of what the the report was plans to step down on Friday. Uh, whatever. We'll see. Uh, it, it just, the, the way that the response was written to the, to the report that was refuted was funny to me. Oh, Lane Kiffin is having tons of fun. And he's with having this. a you know, field day. You know what he hasn't said? I'm staying. I'm staying in Ole Miss. So yeah. that's, that's the thing. Well, Reese has got boo laughing. So that's, that's good. But, the Alabama thing is crazy to me. And and I don't blame our commenters in on the YouTube stream for being a little bit suspicious. Like could they find a way to the, All right, let, let's try this. Is there a chaos yeah, scenario? Yeah, yeah, find a way to put Is there in. a chaos scenario that would put Alabama in the playoff? I don't think there is. Okay. Um let's look at this. TCU loses to Iowa State and Kansas They're State. They're out. No, US- I think TCU only needs one loss. I think that Al- one loss two loss Alabama's in over one loss TCU. Really? So okay. let's just say TCU lose. I mean, we're, it's a hypothetical scenario. So TCU okay. loses to Iowa. Okay. To Iowa um, State. Iowa State, sorry. Ohio State beats Michigan 56 to nothing. Okay. Georgia loses to Georgia Tech and LSU. Oh. Um, <laughs> so the only two so the only two that are guaranteed. I had not thought about that one. <laughs> the only the only two that is guaranteed would be LSU and Ohio State at that point. Michigan's out, TCU's out. USC loses um to Notre, to Notre Dame. Dame. They're out. Um, Clemson and loses then that's North it. Carolina. And Clemson loses to North Carolina. That's it. 
They're out. Oh. <laughs> wow. Can you I imagine? Think Our it, I heads think the only, explode. The only way that they – basically, how does Alabama get into the playoff? Uh, Georgia Tech needs to beat Georgia. So, like, I think we're our, fine. Our, our friend Catherine – Oh, Georgia losing to Brent Key would be incredible. You have to give Brent Key the job at that point, right? Even if you promised it to somebody else, like you have to call that person and go, I'm sorry, Brent Key's the coach. Yeah, I don't even know what the spread of that game is off the top of my head. Is it uh, like 38, 130? Let's say 38.5. We're doing the pick show after this. We'll, we'll, we'll get <laughs> exactly. to it. But, uh, exactly. Yeah. That's a programming update for everybody, by the way. The, the pick show usually we, we record on Thursdays. Uh, it comes out in podcast form on Friday mornings. We are going to record the pick show as soon as we finish recording this show so that everybody can enjoy Andy, time with their families. And will also, the court be willing to grant me a short five minute bathroom break in, in between the two? Absolutely. <laughs> that will be that will be granted because it will be required for me too. because off off screen. I have a I have a large iced tea and a Coke Zero. So oh, why do you double fist two drinks? You did that on the road trip, too. I don't understand that about you. I am a man of large appetites. I don't know. what. No, I know. Like. But like, do you like what are you doing every other sip there? Uh, it's, it just depends on what I'm in the mood for. Sometimes I want carbonation, sometimes I'm, I don't. I've never seen anybody do that before. It's I'm a bizarre. weird person. I'm not saying it's good or bad. I'm just saying oh, it's Oh, no, bizarre. no. I'm, I'm very strange, especially with the the, the beverage habits. Like, it, it's odd. Yeah. I, I fully admit that I am a strange person. Not as strange as our guy Scott Docterman. While we have a little break in the action here, I just want to remind everyone that this happened on this podcast. Uh, we were doing our Thanksgiving sides draft and this happened. I'm going to go with cottage cheese. <laughs> and I like uh, <laughs> I've never heard anybody eating cottage cheese on Thanksgiving in my entire what? life. What? This is amazing. Is that a normal is that a normal side dish? I'm not even joking. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Andy? I mean, uh, I've like, never oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah. Once. If if you missed that and you'd like to see or hear the entire Thanksgiving side draft it's on YouTube. It's on, so on here's the, the thing. YouTube page. I need to take a 30 second. Absolutely. Go ahead. Go ahead. Scott, I'm sorry. I, I understand that when the people look gang on up on face. you, when people gang up on you on this podcast and get kids to Twitter, it's uncomfortable. I'm always on the wrong side of it. And I did that to you when we should be banding together. That said, and Dan Rubenstein said this, the, the affable, uh, host of the solid verbal that he has no takes on Thanksgiving that he believes that everybody should eat what they enjoy. And I think that's I a agree. wonderful thing to think that said <laughs> we're doing a draft of Thanksgiving sides. A defense for cottage cheese. Isn't it was the fourth round. That's a free agent pickup guy. Like there's no reason <laughs> to draft that's, them. That's like, like the, uh, that's like the open tryout when, when all of your long snappers are hurt. It's like, you don't need to draft those dishes, they will, they're there for the taking for you, they're going to be there for you, man. Just go with the pecan pie, go with the cherry pie, double up on the pie, do anything. And then you can pick up your olives and your cottage cheese whenever you want to, when the draft is over. We'll be right back after these words. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Great question from Darren. Looking forward, if this was a 12-team playoff, 
Who would you most like to see sneak in as the last at-large choice? Who could make the most noise? So I, I think we'd have to go through who's going to make it definitely first. Like we have to figure out who the top six ranked conference champs would be. So uh, your your top four, and, and remember you have to be a conference champ to be in the top four. So your top four are going to be Georgia. We're assuming TCU wins the, the Big 12. Use that, right now. No, just go from right now. Okay. So your top four would be Georgia, Ohio State, because they ranked them ahead of Michigan, yeah. so we're going to assume they beat Michigan. Uh, TCU, and then the next one would be USC if they yep. win the Pac-12. Now, here's where your where, where your action comes in over the next couple of weeks, because K-State is sitting there at 12, but would be knocked out probably by whoever the highest-ranked group of five champ is. But if they beat TCU, they'd be in, and they'd knock somebody else out. So you've got that you got that drama unfolding. You have Oregon, which may lose to, to Oregon State, and we, we think Oregon's going to play USC, but we don't know. There's still a scenario where Utah could play them in a in a very fraught scenario where, where Washington could actually play them. And so those could be four spots. North Carolina could be a bid thief. That's not you're not used to talking about North Carolina as a bid thief. Usually they're an at large in the in the NCAA basketball tournament. But North Carolina could be a bid thief because they're in the conference championship game. So that's where they make those conference championship games pretty interesting in the new format. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Do you think there will be a scenario in college football that once a team clinches their conference championship that they rest players? Or do you think that they, if like, because like North Carolina is not. Well, an, you, you mean a spot in the game, not the cha- championship itself. Because that's a spot to win in, the, the game. in the conference championship game. Yeah. Rest, yes, like North Carolina, players. why would they play their best players this weekend in, in the 12 team format? It would make no sense for them to do it, but it would make it, but the, it would make sense for Clemson to do it because you're trying to get in, you're trying to get Yeah, but I'm talking about these teams that are well, in between here's, 17 here's, and 23 that yeah. are two or three losses that are playing well, in the right, conference Right, because North, North Carolina doesn't have a hope of moving up into the, the range where they get a home game. So why would Drake May ever take the field this if weekend? You, if you can't get to eight, because they're not going to, because they're not going to sit Drake May against NC State. Yeah, I mean, that's a rivalry game, so maybe it's a bad example. But I'm very curious about, like, the expanded playoff being... I mean, all that stuff still matters for recruiting and, and other things, too. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm, I'm just wondering, too, like, in a world where we think that the expanded playoff is putting an end to the opt-out trend, if there will be single-game opt-outs of good players who are somewhat banged. Well, that like, that wouldn't you, be an opt-out by the player. That would be the coach deciding to load manage. Yeah, or like, what if, yeah, yeah, load management, I think, is like the LeBron yeah. load management, who they yeah. don't play because, like, Drake May was limping at the end of the last game. Here, here's Why put him out there? They're going to be playing in the one, like, take the next two weeks and go all in on game planning so for, here's, the t- for the team that you have to beat because that's their playoff game. Here's another question I have. Tennessee would be right on the edge because they're number 10, we know there's one more conference champ that has to get in. So that would put them at essentially the 11th spot. Yeah. And they're playing Vandy with a backup quarterback. How much does Hendon Hooker being out now, would that affect the committee? Would they say, we don't necessarily believe in you as much with Joe Milton and we're going to leave you out in favor right. of this other team that's completely healthy? Yeah. And that was a point of discussion in the four team in 14. So yeah. like that, that's always going to be a thing. Now, the question too is just like, yeah, I mean, there's 
I mean, Iowa is alive in the playoff right now. Correct. Now that will not be this. That that will not be the case in the future. Future because, because the divisions won't are be going divisions. away. Yeah. yeah. So what we what we see is two. So once the divisions go Michigan once games. divisions go away, you're probably going to have less scenarios like the one that North Carolina is currently in anyway. Right. The bid thief scenario goes away, and and then that's the reason the divisions are going away because you don't want it, and you really don't want a situation where it's possible that your conference champ could be a team that is the seventh highest ranked conference champ and get left out. Like in like the power Iowa five, right in the power five, that will never happen as long as you're playing number one versus number two in your conference. Cause you're just a game. beneficiary of being on the easy side of the conference. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So, but it, as long as you're playing number one versus number two, you will always get your champ in. Right. So, that's that's why they're doing this, and and you know I I think it's made the Pac-12. That race is interesting, really interesting though, because as things currently stand right now, you have teams that are ahead or that are alive in the national championship race that aren't even ranked in the top twenty-five right now. Correct, correct. In that scenario, in that Iowa scenario. would be in in the in the race. Now you'd also say whoever the well, I guess UCF and Cincinnati are both ranked in two lanes all in two lanes ranked. So the American champ is is ranked. Whoever's going to win the American is ranked right now. Yes. Now, here's another question. Is that ever going to be the Sun Belt or the Mountain West? It could be. I think it's possible, if it, especially as the Sun Belt gets better, if a team goes through the Sun Belt undefeated. I mean, you saw the, fun, the weekend of the Fun Belt this year. We had some fun oh, yeah. with them. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, and I do think that league has gotten stronger and stronger every year. So, it, it's possible that you, you're you know, you're looking at like an 11-1 Appalachian State and, and they're very much in the mix for because App State, if they would have kept it going this year, would have been a very attractive candidate. Well, or Coastal Carolina, if they'd been like the the well, past few years. Yeah, when you say is it ever going to happen? Absolutely, like Coastal Carolina last year, right? Or was that? Yeah. Two so years we ago so we now? think the Sun Belt is the one. Like I, I feel like the Sun Belt has maybe p- passed the Mountain West. Well, Louisiana the, too the is another West. nice program. It, exactly. It, you yeah. know, it, they they've had a, a couple good years. So, and then we'll see as James Madison, you know. Yeah, gets more experience in the FBS. The problem and, with the Mountain West is that Boise's kind of lost it the last few years, and right now they're seven. Are they yeah. seven and zero in their in their conference right now? The, Boise started slow, but they're they're in the championship game. They had yeah. a really good year at, after yeah. after the slow start. So I spent a summer in Fresno for an MLB.com internship in college, and people in Fresno love that program. Fresno State. Oh yeah, Fresno State. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yep, and. Jake Hayner, baby. Who doesn't? I mean, Nevada's had some nice teams. Yeah. So San Diego State, we don't know if they're going to lose them to the Pac-12. So that's that's the other question, too, is is how much does the realignment change change a lot of this? Because, you know, like next year, UCF's a Big 12 team and Cincinnati's a Big 12 team. So. Oh, Boise State has three losses, but they're all out of the conference. Right. right. I was confused. It was was all very early on. And then then they they got it together. They dropped BYU a few weeks ago. Yep. So. Well, this is going to be a, a fascinating shift as as it goes to that. I as will admit, see, Andy, that was fun. Yeah, well, I, I just it adds some intrigue to different games, and it. Now, I don't. I will say, I don't think I did a great job of answering Darren's question because there's not really anybody like there's not a 2012 Texas A and M sitting there right now, where I'm like, oh God, I would never want to see this team in the playoff. Yeah. I don't feel like any of these teams and those types of teams I think level. are once every four or five years. I don't think that yeah. we see that very like the only team that I think that's been 
that's had oh, a down year this year that could actually make noise is Bama. Like here's, who? Here's here's one. Well, I guess if Notre Dame got hot, maybe. Right. But if, they, if Notre Dame were to beat USC, I still don't think they would get in under these they circumstances. They wouldn't get in. Yeah, but. In a different year, let's say they had two horrific losses early and are ten and two, and have you know some some very quality wins along the way. Where like because if if Notre Dame just join the ACC, man, come on. No, no, the independence is is cool. Like they uh they're gonna wind up playing potentially wind up playing three Power Five conference champs this year. Yeah, like they're they've played the ACC champ because they well they're already the ACC champion in my mind. (laughs) Basically, yes, but they've they've beaten both teams in the ACC championship game. Uh, They they lost to a team that's in the big that that is in the Big Ten title hunt, and then they play a team that will play for the Pac-12 title. So I, I like that. That's a I know people think Notre Dame plays this easy schedule. It's not easy. I think if Notre Dame uh, beats both teams that are playing in a conference championship, that they should be able to steal that conference's bid. That, that would that, be That'd awesome. be a cool rule, wouldn't it? Like, they, yes. like ACC's champion goes to Notre Dame this year. Yes, that'd be he, great. They beat both sides of it. And it would incentivize... And they kick the crap would, out of both It would them. incentivize Notre Dame to schedule who they thought would be the best teams in each league every... Like, yeah, Notre the Dame ACC, just like... They, is they, limping at the end of the year, but they they're, they're two right. and ten, but their two wins are against the ACC champions of the divisions. That's hilarious. Yes, exactly. So it, it's going to be great. This is Notre Dame. I'm, I'm with you on this, guys. I'm, I know that Notre Dame fans, some of you resent that the you have an extra step that you got to take to get there, and I know that that's part of the price that you pay for being independent. But I'm with you guys. If if you need a spokesperson to say, how does Notre Dame get an automatic bid into the expanded playoff? Ari Wasserman is your guy. You beat the top two teams in any conference. You steal. It's like a game of risk. You steal yep. the land. That's let's, your property. Let's hear Boo talking about Clemson. I want to hear what Boo Boo Corrigan said about Clemson. Let's hear it. This is Boo on ESPN. Right. You're looking at the football judgment, right? As we're going through this, and you know Clemson six and one against teams over 500. Alabama's six and two uh, with teams over 500. They've got the two close losses. Obviously, Alabama does. And then that, that, that game against Notre Dame, that 35 to 14 game, uh, continues to be part of the discussion. Uh, you, you look at Clemson uh, defensively, they got some dudes uh, up, up front that are, that are making plays and doing things. And, you know, but overall, we saw Alabama's being seven and Clemson. Eight. He said dudes everywhere. I know. I heard. Did you see my neck? <laughs> <laughs> he when, said dudes everywhere. He when did. you put the when you put the video up, <laughs> can they see us still? No, they could not oh, see okay. me celebrating went, him saying dudes like, everywhere. <laughs> I that's my favorite that's thing amazing. to do is steal what other people say, like in passing. And then, like, make it our thing. And then yes. whatever they continue to say the thing that they've already been saying, they think of us. I don't even know what that means, but I no, agree. <laughs> people said they've got dudes everywhere. Yeah, or yeah. There's a lot of dudes out there. Before, we started saying dudes everywhere. Oh, of course. Yes. So we started saying dudes everywhere and made it a thing. Yes. So now when people like Boo Corrigan go back and say the thing that they've already been saying for a long time, it programs our listeners to think of us. Exactly. And And – of course, they'll be able to go to our OnlyFans page at some point. Dudes, Dudes everywhere. everywhere. Pay yeah. extra for ass juice. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, let's hear, let's hear Boo on USC. I want to hear what Boo had to say on USC. This is Boo Corgan on ESPN. How does the committee 
view SC's strength of schedule and the balance of the team? Because early in the year we talked about TCU. You wanted to see more from their defense. Um, SC's had some struggles on defense. What's the evaluation there? Well, I mean, clearly that was a dominant conversation for, for the last couple of days, and it wasn't a one-time conversation. It was over and over and over again to make sure that we were looking at this the right way. There's reasons for USC uh, to be at five. There's reasons for LSU to be at five. As, as we looked at it, the, the wins over Alabama, Mississippi uh, carried the day more so than the wins over UCLA and Oregon State. Uh, as you alluded to, you know, the, the good win that they had uh, on Saturday was 48-45. Uh, to 45. And I think some of the members of the committee, and as we looked at it, wanted to see a little bit more uh, from their defense as well as the overall strength of schedule from LSU, really drove the day. Uh-oh, Ari. Do you, do you know what this means? What, what, what that answer was a long way of saying? If Ohio State loses by one to Michigan, Ohio State at 11-1 is getting in over 12-1 USC. That's exactly what he just said. Yeah, but I don't know if he is just thinking about what their current resume is and not what it would That's be true. if they this, get there. This That's is like true. the hardest part because if they were to dominate, Right. If they were to dominate Notre Dame and the defense looks better, and then the, the, the defense looks good in the Pac-12 championship game, they were having a different conversation. But that was a lot of, there are some people in that room who think USC's defense stinks and don't well, want them up you there. want to know why, Andy? Because their defense does stink. I know. I know. Like, and it's like That's the thing that I can't stand about college football playoff discourse, is that like, if something stinks, and they haven't lost it. yet, you got to pretend like they don't, it stinks. Uh, the, the question is whether or not USC can win the Pac-12 as an un- as a one-loss champ in spite of their defense. It's a fact. It's not taboo. But it's that's, not insulting. That's not the, the, it's the a que- fact. Right. The, but the question is not that. The question is, do you think that they are better than whoever the other team would be for the in fourth In spite spot? of their defense. In spite of their defense. And we right. don't know who that other team is right now. Yes. So, But the thing that we always have to remind ourselves as we listen to these sound bites is, Boo Corrigan or whoever the chair is in that given year is only talking about the information that he has that, uh, of the past right. games. Correct. So as t- uh, USC has an opportunity to potentially beat a top 10 team in Oregon, um, and as they have a chance to beat a top 20 team in Notre Dame, his right prepared if bullet def- statements of what yeah. he says when he asks about it could change. If their defense is good this week and next week, it's a different conversation. If their defense is the same, but Caleb Williams supermans them to a Pac-12 title and a win against Notre Dame. They could win 63-61 to 61 in both of those games and still get in. But I don't know that they would. They better hope Ohio State wins on Saturday. Yeah. Just, just, for, just to be safe. Because I don't think Michigan's, because of the non-conference schedule, I don't think Michigan's a, is You know who problem. else probably has to hope that Ohio State wins on Saturday? Who's that? Georgia. You think you want to play them in the first round? No, <laughs> you're absolutely right. It, again, my Kirby smart kidnapping theory. If you think that the one team that Georgia would take to play last right now is Ohio State with the Astros. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's no way that Ohio State like, is the only team with the kind of roster that you would maybe pick against Georgia straight up. I probably wouldn't this year. But I would not either, but it's the one. Yeah, but you can see the path. The thing about Ohio State is that you put them in an indoor facility, indoor building Mm -hmm. and you play in an arena Mm -hmm. or a stadium that's indoors and they get it going. 
Right. They can beat anybody. Exactly. Exactly. All it would take is Georgia having, you know, a B plus day, and all of a sudden, it's, it's and I a and I can't uh, say the same for the other teams that are in there. Like I don't think TCU could beat Georgia ever. I don't think that Michigan could beat Georgia. I, I, Michigan's built to beat Ohio State. It's it's like I I wish we had just kept the screenshot of that comment so we could give the person credit properly. But whoever you are out there, and you may be watching right now, if you are, please raise your hand. The person who said that that Michigan is built to beat Ohio State and Ohio State is built to drop 50 on Michigan State, you're a genius. Because Ohio State is insanely and deeply talented, but they are not built the same way that Georgia is. Right. Right. Exactly. Georgia is is built with the athletes of Ohio State and the toughness slash culture of Michigan. It's like they're both. That You're right. But this right, weekend is an both. opportunity for Ohio State to prove that they can also play that way. Yeah. And the only reason why that we doubt that is because of a game that occurred at a different year, which was last year. So this is that to me is the most interesting dynamic of this whole game of is Ohio State a similar version to the Ohio State that we saw a year ago, which was not a very good team for their standard? Or are they actually Ohio State and have a nasty defense? And an incredible defensive line that is not going to get pushed around. And that to me is, and if Ohio State is the team that actually could beat Georgia this year, they will beat the crap out of Michigan. Good news, Ari. We're going to find out on Saturday. And if you want to find out how we think that game's going to go, well, we're going to have a link that'll be popping out here right after we get a bathroom break. And you can listen to our pick show. If you're listening in podcast form, this pick show dropping on Wednesday. So we're going to talk... Egg Bowl. We're going to talk all the Black Friday games, and we're going to talk. That's our guy right there. Highlight him. Oh no, two two four. Oh no, two two four. Yes, thank you. Oh no, two two four. You are this maybe the best comment we've gotten since we started doing this on. I might write a column about your idea, and I'm going to take all the credit for it. So thank you. You better not. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Of course, we'll all all know. We'll all know you're a you're a you're a. You're a thief and a plagiarist and a loser and all exactly. the things that people Odo comment on Exactly. 0224, thank you. And thank you all of you guys who are commenting in here. Contributions. Because it is really helpful. It makes this show much more fun, and it, it helps give us ideas about what to talk about. We want we want to know what you guys and want to talk about. And the people who listen to the podcast get to enjoy the the discourse yep. of because you take the podcast in different directions that we might not have gone. So like your presence here is so appreciated. It is. And as I as I said when I tweeted this link out earlier, Reese Davis is never gonna put your snarky comment up, but I might. So we will. That's that's why you gotta keep coming back. Thanks so much. We'll talk to you soon.